This podcast is brought to you by STEM Recruitment Solutions. STEM Recruitment Solutions was formed to merge the knowledge and recruitment skills of Scotland's best known and talented technical recruiters, covering jobs from bench to boardroom across the science, technology, engineering and maths industries. STEM Recruitment Solutions is an independent specialist consultancy working with and supporting clients on the cutting edge of their industry. STEM exists because they know firsthand that good people can transform business and the right jobs transform lives. Find out more at stemrexsolutions.co.uk And if any business comes to STEM through the podcast, they've pledged to make a donation to the football club. So please, mention us when you get in touch. Dum, dum, dum. Welcome to the TL Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by people I haven't spoken to for a while. So I was checking back through recordings. Barry Davies. Uh, Barry, you've not been with us since March, so welcome back. Oh, has it been that long? Thank you very much. Pleased to be back. Yeah. And Emma Quigley. Emma, you may for you. So welcome back on first, first time this season. That when I was younger and full of playoff optimism. <laughs> and David Roxburgh. David, you were May as well at the same time as, as Emma. So welcome back for, for the new season. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah, right. So you three, uh, key is that you were all up at Peterhead uh, at the start of the, the start of this week um, for the the, play, the the season kickoff. I was on holiday last week, so this is a slightly tardy uh, season preview, uh, but albeit we've got an idea of what our league form might look like. So let's just kick off with the League Cup campaign. Uh, so the last time we recorded was before they played St Mirren. Uh, Barry, since so it's the longest that you've, since you've been on, uh, what did you make of the League Cup? Did it fill you with optimism? Was it disappointing? Push your, push your head at. Um, uh, Cowan Beast game seemed fairly comfortable. I think the Edinburgh City game, we did everything but score. I mean, we literally threw our, our I mean, the, the chances it squandered were, were pretty bad, but Edinburgh City looked okay, but not great. If we, another night, we could have scored five or six. Um, I wasn't too downhearted after that game. I know some people kind of felt we were a wee bit um, like dread and, oh no, we've, we've drew against Edinburgh, but yeah, yeah, I say another night, we could have scored more. St. Man game was great. That was... That was different, different gravy. Um, worthy of the win, and St. Martin looked dreadful. Even with even with eleven men in the park, we were still the better team, in my opinion. Um, with a seventeen-year-old in midfield as well, so pretty good. Count a a broth game. I think maybe just one game too many at this stage of the season. So all in all, disappointing not to get through, but. I, I'm not. I didn't see anything that had me worried in terms of how we're going to do this season. Pretty, pretty pleased. Really nice to nice to take it through in terms of the cash and stuff like that. But it did start very early, so I think we were still in the middle of building, unfortunately. Um, I think you from your Twitter feed, you may have been at every game so far, or there are thereabouts. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've been at all the the games so far this season. I think, like um, Barry said, the cup was probably a bit of a mixed bag. I mean. I don't really go into the cup expecting to get out of the group, given, you know, it is a kind of big ask. Um, you know, I thought it was a really nice, you know, really comfortable, as Barry said, against Cowden Beath. Um, the Edinburgh City game was probably the most frustrating one, just for the reasons that we've already talked about, just the chances that we created and we didn't quite put it away. And I suppose retrospectively, it turned out to probably be the most important one. You know, if, if we had won that, um, I'm not quite sure how... When I asked how the, the the tables would have worked out, um, and obviously just St Mirren was an excellent night. Um, give a little shout out to the guys. I did the club nineteen twenty four night, and not myself, and but shared the box with some um, met some New Year Day fans I hadn't met before, and had a really great night. Just all in all, and the performance of the team, it was just absolutely fantastic. Um, Barry's right. I think just their growth was just maybe a game a game too much. You know, we we, we know, and obviously regular league managers have been bumping their gums about how early it started but then you also have to remember how late our season finished in terms of the playoffs and then obviously the the kind of 
rebuild that we had to do in it and the change in manager. So not too disappointed. Um, you know, a little bit what if for Edinburgh City, but I never expect to get out of these groups. And if you do, it's a bonus. David, how do you think we should treat the, the League Cup? Because I guess that's the question I've got. You see Queen of the South and Falkirk have got through, so they're potentially competition for the league this year. Queen of the South get the dream of a draw against Rangers, so they get this big windfall. So part of me thinks, should you treat it a bit more seriously than this kind of half pre-season approach that we get taken? But like Emma says, what would it, that would probably mean being in like very soon after the second uh, Queen's Park game because it was just such a short break. So should the club do anything different for, for the League Cup when you see how close we were to progressing this year? I, I wouldn't, I'd start by saying I don't think that we didn't take it seriously, right? I think the way we approached every game, we went into it and gave a roll. So I think it's more down to that, do we rush recruitment to try and have more people in in time? And I, that is a question when I think no. We've got to take it, We've got to take it at the right pace to get the right people in for the league campaign because we'll always say the league's your bread and butter, right? Yes, Queen of the South have got a great draw. It would be amazing to get that. But let's be honest, with the track record at times, we'd, we'd go through and end up playing a team that we'd play six times in one season in our own league. That's our kind of luck, right? So even if you get through, there's no guarantee you're getting that big money spinner. Secondly, even if we had a stronger team, might be controversial, but I still think it would have been a step too far against a Broth. A Broth are a great team, a team that could have been in the Premier League this year. They were brilliant last year to watch. Very tight, great manager, a lot of respect for Dick Campbell. And I think that would have always been a difficult game. A waiter, Broth, as always, in my eyes, is going to be tougher than at home at St Mirren. Now, yeah, St Mirren got a man sent off, that helped us. But we played the way... You could see that had a bit of Reese McCabe's DNA in it. That's how he wants the team to play. And that excited me. So far more positives than disappointment from the League Cup because I think if we can capture that kind of spirit, energy approach to the game as we did against St Mirren, I think we'll be, I think we'll be solid this year. Only downside, my only concern, Reese has said it himself, I'm sure you've all seen it, it's the goals. Even on Saturday, a very comfortable win. I know we'll come on to that later, but there was... Still 2 0 going on 5 0. And the Edinburgh game, to Emma's point, that's a what if game. Um, positively, it's not like we struggled and didn't create chances and we looked rough. We looked good, but we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. And that's the worrying bit. Now, maybe it will click, but I don't like taking a chance on maybes. Maybe for me, is not good enough. I think that is what we need to do to take that extra step this year. Is be more clinical in front of goal. We create that many chances. I would like to see us put more away. And that, I think, was all the difference was between us going up and not a few more clinical finishes against Edinburgh and we'd have been through. Probably going to say to, to David's point about the signings, I think I was probably more nervous about the lack of signings before I'd seen us play in those games. I think seeing the players that we've retained, the couple that we had brought in along with the loanies probably settled my nerves a bit given how well they played and um, probably has made me a bit less nervous and more in the kind of camp of better to get it right than just sign, you know, sign somebody for the sake of it, whether, you know, especially if they're maybe not in your plans and they're just going to sit on a bench all season. You know, we don't really have the biggest budget in the league. You know, we want the players that we have to to add value and, you know, to bring something to the team, I guess. I would agree with that, actually. I think if you're bringing players in just to fill the bench so we can put out a full squad for the League Cup, you end up with guys like everyone's favourite ex-striker, Pat Pyatt, or... Dean Ritchie, you know, these guys who they're never going to be starters for us. And when we're running with what I'm assuming might be a smaller squad, um, we need players that can step in who will actually, as Emma says, add value to the squad and not just fill a space in the bench just for the sake of it. Um, And didn't look great only having a couple of guys in the bench against Cowden Beath. But, well... We won at a canter. It could have been more again. And, I mean, I would rather wait as well. I mean, if it means Telford comes in, then great. I mean, he is a good player. As Emma says, maybe not stood out, but then who really did in that Falkirk team from the last couple of seasons? Um, 
and I think he would certainly when playing with guys like Frizzle and, and McCabe and even Devaney who I mean he's looked great since he came in you know 18 um, I think Telford would add add something to that team um, and they would certainly thrive in it more so than they did with Falkirk but if it's somebody else I mean I read an advertiser today Fordyce saying that they're looking at other players they've not really got names in mind but they're not going to tell me any names I guess but they are still talking to people. So that would suggest that they are still bringing in, looking to bring in more and add more to the squad. At least maybe two or three more players, I would say, would would, would be at, at the minimum. And I think we would then be set for the season and we'd be in a decent position. Because um, I think the, the squad that's there, obviously Easton's a mess, but he's gone now. He's history. So we move on. So, yeah, I, I don't mind us waiting if we get in the right names. And I think we have so far, right? I mean... I've heard a few folks saying about young Ewan Devaney at left back. Now, he doesn't need to be amazing. I'm not expecting him to be zipping up the park constantly. For me, he's been solid, if nothing spectacular. Solid. Plays well with the back four. Tries to go up the line. Young boy developing. Same as Justin Devaney. A lot of folks said, oh, you'll be a bench filler. No, the guy's come in, scored three goals in four games. Played in month, last month. Shown that he's willing to step up. So, Reese has said it himself. He wants guys that he's going to sign, that will take the ball under pressure, that will get involved. So he has his eye on a certain type of player. And for me so far, they're stepping up. Two new guys that we saw on Saturday, you know, they're both in one day. Give them time. They need um, they need some games and they'll settle in. But I'm I'm quite confident in Reese's ability to sign a player. I think the players he's let go, clearly he played with them last season. So he knew who he wanted to keep and maybe who he didn't. But you've got to look at Valentine, Ray... Devaney, both Devaney's so far, and I would say, you know, it's a really solid start, definite upgrades for me, so I think you're right, Barry, I think there'll be two or three at least more players, and I feel confident in the recruitment so far that they will be good additions. Yeah, I think I think for me, maybe we just need few, maybe two, certainly two to three, maybe just a bit more experienced players, because I think the thing for me you've got to remember is that the young guys have stepped up I think have just have been excellent you know and they haven't shied away from it at all but you know they have to be given time as well to you know to develop they won't be be consistently brilliant every game you know they're, they're learning as they go they'll maybe be the odd mistake and we need to be, be patient with that so I've been able to rotate things a little bit so that they're not under that pressure all the time is probably quite important in terms of you know their development and um, as they bring in that experience alongside them. I agree with that, Emma. And that's the point I made on the chat today about McCabe having to start in midfield on Saturday. I just feel with their Falkirk do have more experience in there with, well, they've got McGinn and they've got um, Morrison and a few other players in there who are just maybe a more a bit more seasoned. And if you're going to put the, those guys up against Ben Wiley and uh, Justin Devaney, I just think it could be like throwing them to the... To, to the Wolves almost um, and at that stage of their career I mean Ben Wiley he didn't look great on Saturday but I'm not concerned about that um, I mean he's having to adjust to League One against Peter Head I mean he was probably not even expecting to to start I wouldn't imagine and then he, he, he did start and he showed some some nice touches but he misplaced a few passes and to be fair I me and David were sat and we were, there was a guy down the front who was shit his head and almost disgusted at every pass he misplaced and you're just like what, what, what are you doing? The guy is literally just here and he's getting not, not abused or anything like that but the guy was like it, it was it was just a bit out of order to be honest I think these guys need time Justin Devaney looks, looks great I mean he's come in and almost he looks as if he exudes confidence and doesn't doesn't lack of ability either, which is great. His finish against um, St. Man was 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 absolute quality. Um, but we do need to protect these guys as well, as Emma said. That's why you might not see a lot of the kind of like Cole Gibson and these guys weren't brought in to play, but they, they're on the they're they're there in the squad on merit at the moment. We replace them with maybe more existing more experienced guys in fair play. But I wouldn't be concerned if we had to bring Cole Gibson or Kayan Gun on at any point. Um, and 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 use them because Kai and Gunn looked great against St. Man. He came on, showed some nice touches. He obviously scored the second goal. He looked great. I mean, I was quite impressed. 
They won't all be like that, but but so far so good. Cole's not afraid of a tackle either, which uh, mm-hmm. puts yeah, him up my estimation as well. Absolutely, one hundred percent. His fifty-fifty was was outstanding. Yeah, brilliant. You know, let's be honest though, we didn't expect them to come in. We, we were all a bit nervy. These young guys coming in, and then Cole Gibson's early booking. You're thinking, Jesus, this could be like a debut from hell here, right? But the boy stood up, get stuck in, didn't hide. Again, right into the type of player that Reese wants. And no doubt he's been chucked in earlier. I mean, dream stuff for him getting that start. Dream stuff for Gunn coming off the bench and scoring, right? But that is invaluable experience. And they have, in the short time they've had opportunities, they've stepped up. They've shown that they're not a million miles away. I can't see them being in around the first team all season, the more players we bring in, right? I think they will spend more time... Maybe on the bench or maybe just back in development, but I was concerned about Gow's development team at first of like how good are these players going to be? But if, if they're the kind of level of players that are in there, it's promising, isn't it? Definitely. And I think they'll they'll step up when needed, but they won't be, as you say, David, first choice. And that's fine. They weren't they're, they're not there to be first choice, but it's good to know that they'll come in and they can contribute. If asked, and as I say, I know they might not all be ready to do that, but if the ones that are maybe equates to two or three, then that's good options to have. And as as bench fillers, when we do get the inevitable injuries or suspensions that rack up, we've got guys who can step up from the youth team who will be hungry to to go and improve themselves, and we know they can play a bit as well. Like and won't won't be phased by coming up against guys who maybe will come in and leave a leg in or leave a foot in to try and scare them like Cole Gibson's 50-50 against St Man that was great everyone could hear it in the, in the, the crowd the noise it made was uh, that's what we love to see Airdrie fans love that and if these guys come in and do that then fantastic long may continue yeah I think and I think just go back to the first question about the cut actually reflecting on the four cup games it was really good fun watching them come into the team and take their chance and as I say not hide and, and go for it and actually it was probably one of the highlights of the, the four games definitely sure Definitely. On recruitment, though, so Reese said after the Arbroath game, look, we expect to get, well, is it, I think Brian asked a question along the lines of will there be additions? He said, well, there will need to be. He'd expect two, three, four that week. Uh, and I guess what surprised me is th- those were young loanies, uh, again, rather than, than out and out players signed for us. And when your contract, you could maybe ask what, what's the difference, but uh, I, I guess it's youngsters. And I think back to even that team that Jimmy Boyle had, we had like Tony Watts, Scott Sally, Jimmy Bain and others bursting into the team that were 16. In the early days, it was quite good. It was fun. They, they were really tried. We went down to Kilmarnock in the cup and lost, but they put in a lot of heart. Uh, but it's just, I guess, I guess when, you're, when there's so little experience, you just got a bit of a concern that when you get into the, the winter and other teams have really hit their straps, we might be found a bit short. But I mean, the, the window's not shut yet. So I guess the question I've got is, do you think we're we're short? And I, I, I think it's probably a wee bit of experience needed through the, the spine of the team. It's all been positive so far. I think we probably just want to bolster that with uh, a couple of wise heads to to add in. But what do you think? Are are there areas where we need to recruit if we want to not just beat Peterhead in the opening day, but actually challenge for for this league? I think I touched on it earlier. For me, I think we do need maybe two or three more experienced heads, and I think I agree. It is probably the spine of the team, certainly maybe centre-half, um, midfield. and I mean, I know we've talked about strikers, we brought the young, the young lad in from St Mirren and couldn't really judge him based on Saturday. But we know that Smith and, and Gal and Gabby have got goals in them to hope that, that that clicks soon. But maybe just potential just to put a bit of pressure on, on that position because at the moment there isn't really much in the way of, of options there. Um, and I think as well, if we want to be able to have the option of perhaps where Reese plays as well, um, you think we'd all still for to you know we'd also prefer him maybe to be in the middle of the park. I'm not sure, given the player manager role, where where he feels he's best placed. Um, so yeah, that for me is just those probably two or three, um, just to complement it because I think the young the young lads that we've brought in, um, and again couldn't really judge. Um, ben Wiley too much. I think once he settles in, I think he'll be fine. He looks like a you know a strong lad. You know, again, um, not afraid to to get stuck in. So um, 
yeah, that that would be it for me. Who they are at the moment, I don't know because I think the recruitment problems again have been well discussed throughout the throughout the leagues and how difficult it is to get players in. But if, if that's what he's put the team that he's started to put together so far, I'm confident they'll they'll bring the right people in. David, you were talking about how you love a, a supermarket bargain just before we, we started. Are there some late last minute bargains to be picked up by, by Airdrie as the, we move towards the window? I think there are. I absolutely think there are, right? I think it's that taking your time, getting the right thing, you know. And, you know, we're, we're all wanting signings. We're all looking for the magic pen. We've joked about it how many times, right? But there's got to be, we know there needs to be maybe a, a little bit of strength towards left back, right? Uh, there's going to be at least one more midfielder, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's another attacking option as well. I'm not going to name names. We've heard lots of names dropped about, so there's no point in mention them on here, and if they want to see them, they'll find them on Facebook or Pie and Bovro. But for me, there are some potential exciting names out there, and some are experienced, some not so experienced, but there'll be others as well that we've not even heard of, not even been linked with yet. I am confident that we will bring in more players, and I'm confident that they'll be brought in with a view of jumping into the first team. So, again, not to look too far ahead to Saturday, Gal starting on the bench there, whereas last season, it was probably almost a starter in most games and that's not going to be easy for him now he's going to have to come on he's going to have to do something to prove that he deserves a starting spot the guys that are on the bench know that there's a player who scored a fair amount of goals in Gal last year just waiting to steal a spot right that's brilliant we don't have that same threat in defence or in midfield just yet which is why I think we'll strengthen because that's what you want you don't want players resting on their laurels thinking well there's no debt to place me right you want them knowing that there's a guy on the bench itching to steal their spot. That is the kind of positive headache that Reese will want. So I'd said to Barry um, before Saturday's lineup come out, I said actually this will be a test of Reese because this is the first time that he, he's actually got a choice of what his starting lineup will be. It's pretty much every game in the League Cup picked itself, you know. Um, but I think it's a positive headache. I think he's the right guy to do it. He's love, I love the cut of his jib. The way he talks post-match is brilliant. No, he doesn't hide, hasn't blamed um, anyone in terms or or anything, sorry. You know, he's willing to just say it as it is. And I am confident that him and Dicey will be working hard to bring in players that are going to keep improving the squad and keep players on their toes. Barry, the Stoichkov rumour was was doing the rounds earlier today because <laughs> it's something like 20 years since since that happened. Archibald was saying, yes, it was on. Uh, what do you reckon? I mean, we might get him now, but but who do you want to see as recruit if it's not Risto? I love that rumour. I remember <laughs> it so well and I was like praying it would come true. Um, I, was, I just watched endless videos of him at the time. Um, World Cup in 1994 and stuff like that. It was just immense. Um I think we're, I would love to see us bring in a centre-half just to, to back up the guys that are there. I think Watson's been great at centre-half. Um, and what I like about the set-up on Saturday, I know we'll go into this in a wee second, but McCabe just sat in a kind of holding role. And when the two centre-halves joined the attack, which they, they did quite frequently, McCabe literally just stepped back and he was like the only man at the back. It was like Jimmy Sanderson just sitting there, not going forward, only he did actually shoot at one point and it was an absolute belter of a shot, which nearly nearly burst the net. Um, but it, it, it seemed to be that it, it could step in. But Watson did prove he's, he's worth going forward as well. Um, so I don't know. It's a funny one because um, another centre-half who's just like a big bruiser who will just go through people, that's the one thing I don't know if we've got with Watson. Ford Dice is quite quite physical, um, but I do like Watson. He's very he's very cultured at that, and he's he's good at bringing the ball down and just actually beating a man, which is excellent for a centre half. Um, midfield, Wiley. The, the one thing I would say about Wiley is he never had on Saturday, even though it wasn't necessarily coming off for him. I think the pace of the game caught him out so badly, and he did get caught in possession, and a few of his passes were misplaced, but he never stopped coming and showing for the ball, which I thought was encouraging. So. You want that from somebody, they, they never stop trying. And eventually, he just I think he just picked up an injury, probably because they maybe hadn't played for a while or whatever. Um, up front, Lewis Jameson looks, I mean, we know what he can do from last season. Nine goals in a poor Clyde team, not bad at all. He looks quick. His first touch in the very brief cameo we had on Saturday looked to be decent. 
we've also got Sal coming back in as well, who should be like a new sign if he can stay fit. So in terms of striking options, I think I, I think we're okay. Um, there's goals in the team as Emma says, like Smith scored 18 goals, whatever it was last season. He's off the mark on Saturday already. Um, I don't know if Gal's maybe just on the bench because of COVID, maybe that COVID hangover. I mean, he's not started a game since I don't know what was the last game he started. Was it Cowdenbeath? I can't even remember. No, he didn't start that, didn't he? Not like Right. So after that, he then had COVID, so didn't didn't play, and obviously he's not started again since. He's came on in, in, in that, so that's fine. Midfield, I, I say I would like to see a midfielder in there, um, whether it's Charlie Telford or somebody else. Maybe a bit more experienced than some of the names that have been quoted. These guys that are like maybe 18, 19, 20. I think we, we do need somebody in there. But, God, dare I say it, like the guy that Falkirk have signed this, is it uh, McGinn? I don't know, is it, what's his name? Stephen McGinn, is it? I think he would have been a decent sign for us, but he's older than McCabe. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to sign anybody older than him because it's like that whole thing. I know he's got Hutton in there, but maybe he doesn't want somebody older than him in the team. Because um, he must be how long with four dice, he must be two, the, the two elder statesmen of the team at 30, the grand age of 30. So, yeah, um, a left back as well. I think Devenny looks decent, but my understanding is he was he was never going to be first choice. He's playing there because he's the only one that's there at the moment, hasn't done, has done anything wrong. But I think we could maybe look at getting somebody in who, who might be a first pick ahead of him with him as a very able backup. Falkirk fans fancies to make to exploit him on Saturday. I read that earlier on. They think that Callum Morrison will, will, will have, have a bit of joy against him, but then they think that um, Callum Smith will have a bit of joy against that Hardy they've got it right back, Williamson. So it'll even itself out, hopefully. So why? I think we've got a few players to add, but I'm confident they will. David, it wasn't down on the, the plan I had for the, the podcast, but I think what you said about Reese McCabe in post-match interviews does need to be touched on, because I agree with you. I really like the cut of his jib. Uh, I don't know. He just seems to exude a calmness for me, be, way beyond what I would expect from his years. He doesn't seem overawed by being a 29, now 30-year-old player manager at all. Um, so what if, just open to what have you made of uh, our new player manager so far have you have you been impressed did you have concerns that you guys haven't been on since his since his appointment emma i know you're a you're a big reese fan we'll go to you first yeah i think he's a really solid start um i mean i know you kind of discussed it on the last podcast about the kind of appointment itself and i was kind of one of those people i just had a list you know a mile long of who i didn't want you know i just i just didn't want to go down the same route of appointing the same people that just jump kind of from club to club. And I think it was maybe Andy that said, you know, if that was a choice, you know, to keep them at the club to try and keep, you know, as much of the band together as we as we could, then kind of fully supportive of that. And I think most fans are. And I think now that we've seen a little bit more about how he wants to approach things, um, and obviously had a couple of good results in that in that mix and seeing the way that he kind of Barry says doesn't really hide from things, just addresses them, kind of addresses them honestly, pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, so yeah, uh, kind of excited to see where it goes um, and how he gets on. Um, I think we all are, really. Yeah, I agree. I think he's he's different from the normal jobbers, your Jim Duffy's and his other names getting mentioned, Alan Johnson. These guys who come in and might do might do a job to an extent, but. I'm quite pleased we've went down a different route. Um, it's meant we've retained him as a player, of course, which is which is great. But it'll bring some fresh ideas. Um, I mean, he's it does come across very much mature past these years. I mean, when you hear him speak, he obviously knows his stuff. He's a, a student of the game, as they say, um, having quite a, a very good career, actually. I mean, he's played for some big clubs. Rangers aside, Sheffield Wednesday, even up in Scotland, he's been, he's been with them firmly. I mean, I know they're in our league now, but they weren't when he played for them, I don't think. Um, so he has actually played at a very good level, and I think he's obviously taken stuff from, from each of the clubs he's played for, with the coaches he's worked under, um, even his spell in Ireland as well. And I, I think he's um, I think he'll do well. 
I certainly think he, he, he started well and does speak very well. Definitely, definitely speaks very well. Um, so yeah, I, I'm 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 excited for the season. I, I think um, Saturday will be a big test for me, but I, I'm I'm excited about how we'll do under him. Um, I think the the two of them come across very well, and yeah, I'm 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 yeah I'm buzzing about it. Season ticket bought and everything, so great. Bring it on. David, back to you. you. You were all up at Peterhead. I think you were all on the same bus. So just talk, talk us through. Was that was that a good day out? Other than other than the football, was it great to be back on the road watching Airdrie? So I've never been there before. Um, and I don't know why, but I've probably read too many daft stories about Peterhead and not necessarily the positive ones, right? So it's not a journey that I would make on a cold, wintry December, right? But first game of the season, why not? Let's go for it. Bus, great idea. Um, good hospitality on the bus. Good group of guys. Really enjoyed it. Good banter. Um, and the journey flew in on the way up, right? Great weather too. Must tip my hat to Peterhead's wee social club. Went in there and had a lovely pint at the beginning of the game. And it's just, it's like quite a modern wee pub. It's lovely. Um, and we spoke about this. I feel the cl- our club are missing a trick, right? You know, you've got a few different beers on tap, nothing special, but it's just nice. And it was packed, absolutely packed. And then at half time, you could go back in and get another pint. Great idea. And I just think, myself and Barry sat looking out the window and thinking, you're just missing an absolute trick here. They could be making a wee bit of money off this if they just got something a bit of a better setup. Anyway, so that, that aside from the game, was great. Got a wee bit of sun. Um, it's just a nice wee stand. There was um, a sign at the side of the stand, Pine Bovro, pointing round the back of this shady looking stand, which was a bit like that free hugs sign Barry said that you see pointing into the cave. Um, so <laughs> I thought it was, a, it was a bit creepy, but I walked round the back and fortunately, the, unfortunately no Pine Bovro, but that's where the toilets were. And they had hot water, so credit to them. But um, it's a nice wee ground, so game aside, quite enjoyed the trip. Obviously the journey home is always a bit longer, but hell of a lot better off the back of a win rather than, you know, having been to Srinrar on a miserable day a good few years ago that everyone remember and coming back from there off the back of a defeat and just missing out in promotion. Different atmosphere altogether on Saturday. Um, quite enjoyable, yeah. Barry, where is this free hug sign that points into a cave? Um, it's down the psychopath in Cairn Hill, Colin. I'll, I'll, I'll show you it one day. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you need to kind of look for it really hard. It's kind of amongst some bushes. Um, no, the, this, the, 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 the bus journey was fine. I mean, it, it left Airdrie about half ten and we, were, we had a bit of traffic at Perth, and, but everyone was just having a, a laugh on it. The only problem was the toilet. Um, Emma, you might want to comment on the, the, the toilet because... Um, was a guy using a toilet. I think it was a yeah. Less said about it, the better. Um, and there was no stop until we got to Peterhead. But as David says, the the social club. Uh, I mean, the the club could the Erdo could be doing that. We we wandered around at half time and and had a pint, came back round to watch the second half, and the fresh air hit us, and we were kind of feeling a wee bit merry with it. Um, which that's you you, just, you can't do that at the at, at Excelsior. It, it's. It felt a bit more like a family club, which I think we get that missing a little bit on a Saturday at the home game is just because of the, the sheer size of the stadium and the setup we've got. You practically need to walk through or, or just past the social club at Peterhead to then get to the gate. And it's all in one little area. And it was Peterhead fans and Airdrie fans mingling quite happily, having a chat. And it, it, it was like the Sky Sports on. It, it just felt like a, a lovely wee atmosphere. And... I could see if I was a Peterhead fan, I could go in there every every game before the home games and have a pint and then go and enjoy the game or as, as much as they will enjoy them this season, which I don't think will be a lot, to be honest, going on Saturday showing. Um, but yeah, as David says, they're missing a trick there. I mean, our, our, our social club or our hospitality facilities can't be accessed from with, without going through some doors that you're not really meant to go through in the, the main stand. Um, so I think they could be looking to market some things a wee bit better for me um, I think there's maybe some odd rule about if the social club bit's like separate from the stadium then you can get in there at half time whereas because it's all in the same building in Airdrie that's not possible, I could be wrong uh, but yeah it's maybe worth the club looking into because the, 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 the bar in the stadium is actually 
quite nice. As you say, David, it's not got, I think it's only went to bottles and cans a few years ago, uh, which which makes it less appealing. And like it, because, you, because it's all in sight and you have to park, walk through the car park and stuff, it doesn't have that nice feel. But they should look at whether or not you could get people out there at half time or, or just drive footfall to it before the game. Emma, we won't make you speak about the, the, the toilet and the bus, but you, you didn't even uh, longer day than, than the others because you had to come up from the West Coast first. So uh, was it worth a very long day out to, to go and see your dream? Yeah, oh, oh, always is. I'm... I love I love my Saturdays at the football, so you know, win win, lose or draw. But um I actually did make the mistake of taking Mallow up to Peterhead on a very snowy weekend in February. And I remember because I think we'd been struck down by a bug or something that weekend. So we had players out and I think Jonathan Afalabi scored the only goal that day and you know, we were pretty rotten overall. It wasn't a great scene. So they refused to come up. They were just no, we're, we're not doing that again. So yeah, I drove up. I think I was only teetotaler on the bus, except the, the driver. Um, so I had to drive to catch the bus. But it was a really good way. I actually see if we're doing a long, a long journey like that just to take the stress out of it. And it, as guys, it was a great setup. The pitch looked amazing as well. You know, for the start of the season, it was in really good condition. It was a beautiful sunny day as well. It was about 20 degrees up there. Probably as nice as you're going to get it in Peterhead. So um I think we'll probably the return journey will probably be in the depth of winter. But um yeah, so, and probably I'd say the guy, right, there is probably more we could do in terms of the kind of hospitality and social, but probably doesn't really apply to me because I drive to every game anyway. There's no such no such thing as a home game for me, um, given the travel involved. And um, obviously, it's a, a much more pleasant journey coming down the road by 2 and one than, you know, the opposite. I think it would have been a double, double the journey back, or at least felt like it, if it hadn't been a, as good a result. Right, and then we've, we've danced about it, talking about recruitment and where they seem to look strong or whatever, but you've all seen an Airdrie victory on opening day. I mean, were you impressed by it? And with a month coming up with Falkirk on Saturday, Queen of the South, Alwa and Dunfermline, so teams that you would think uh, are going to be in the mix. How are you feeling about it? What's your prediction for those those four games? What we're going to get out of, the, out of 12 would be a success. Uh, it, Barry, go to you first. Okay, so it's difficult to say Peterhead were, were rotten. They, they were. We didn't really need to try hard. When I spoke to Cammy Valentine and you know name dropping here, David Hutton yesterday in the stadium, um they were both in agreement that Saturday was pretty comfortable. And it was probably so comfortable that the second half they kind of just it was like a training ground exercise. Peterhead were they're in for a tough season based on Saturday's performance. In the first half, it was it was as easy for Airdrie as I've seen it, even last season. Um, we just passed the ball about so slickly. The attacking movement was great. Um, we could have scored, again, much more than we did in the first half. It could have easily been 5-0 at halftime. Um, the keeper had a good save from Miguel. Watson had a header past the post. And th- there was just, aye, it was good. It was nice to watch. Shades of last season, and but without Murray on the half, the, the, the touchline kind of adding his negative slant on things. Um, second half, we slowed it down and they came back into it. They changed their tactics and they nullified our threats down the wings. Cameron Ballantyne had the, all the time in the world. He's, he's a really excellent player, actually. Really, really good. Really impressed with him. Um, Gabby McGill needs a goal. He should have squared the ball on Saturday and didn't and just trundled past the post. Callum Smith was shouting for it. And I think we, me and David said, kind of said at the time that he just needs to score a goal. He just needs to get needs to get off the mark. With regards to the remaining games, Falkirk and Saturday will be a test because they're better than Peterhead by sheer proxy of the guys they've brought in. I expect Queen of the South to be a challenge because we have traditionally struggled down there for as long as I can remember. I don't even remember the last time we won down there, and that's going back to the late 90s. Um, I remember going down there and seeing Archibald's team even struggling down there. I think I think, I think we beat them in the cup, actually, before the... I was just going to say, I'm sure it was 2-0. I'm sure Fernandez scored a free kick that kind of came off the bar, maybe hit the yeah. goalkeeper and went in after that. And it was and then, possibly even the last game uh, with the Spaniards in the, in the team. That's right. And then it was the Peterhead game was the game that got called off. Um, 
Dunfermline, I don't know too much about them. They only won one now. I watched the highlights actually, and they did have some chances, but they've got Ken McDonald and Josh Edwards as a fullbacks. And Ken McDonald, he was great for us last season, was he? So I don't I don't expect his delivery to have improved any over the course season. Um, but he seems to be their first choice right back now. So I, I don't have any concerns about us against either of those three teams. The only, my only concern would be that we do need to bring in these bodies just to, to pad the squad out and get that experience in there. I think we can beat all the teams in our division. I'm going to be bold and say that. I don't see any reason why we should fear anybody. Um, I expect us to be challenging for the league. So we need to go into these games believing we can win them. And McCabe, it's not going to be going insane. We might get something today. We'll set up defensively. He's got. He's playing this high, high risk, high reward tactic. So yeah, we need to go and take maximum points. And if we do, then obviously we'll all be delighted. Um, I think we can do it. I'm going to. I'm going to predict maybe. Yeah, all wins. Go one for vote it. for twelve out of twelve. What about you, Emma? I think the one thing I'll say about League One is expect the unexpected. Um, <laughs> I think, well, Barry says we can beat everyone in that league. I also think anyone in that league can turn you over if you're not on your game on the day and you're not putting the work in. Um, I think that's probably one of the reasons why we did so well last season was just the work rate was was phenomenal um, in that team. I don't really fear anybody either, but I guess I do have just that little worry about how the lack of experience in the squad, maybe just need a bit more streetwise heads in there against some of these teams that have have brought that on board already. Um, in terms of the four games, I mean, it's some some month um, and some start to have those three games and the two longest, I think the two longest away trips in the league um, all to kick off your season. <sighs> Points, I don't think, I, I, I can't see us getting full points, I'll be honest. Um, but I'm also not 100% sure where I think we might get beat either. So um, I'm dancing on the head of a pin here. But I think if we could come in, you know, between six and nine points, I'd be quite happy. Um, and I think you've also got to remember as well that, you know, a lot of this league happens after January. That's the crunch time for this league. Um, you know, there's very few teams come out and, and win it you know, win it from the start. Um, it's always a close run battle. So I think the main thing is just to kind of keep the heat and, you know, as long as we're in contention and we're not too far away from anybody or, you know, be quite happy with that for the, certainly going through Christmas and into New Year. David, you told me weeks ago when there was a threat of David Hutton coming on playing up front one of the games that you were desperate to come on uh, and talk positively but Barry's already sown the thunder by saying 12 out of 12 what do you think are you fearful of any of these games coming up or is it a good time to play the likes of Queen of the South who got off to a terrible start on, on Saturday oh, I think we should be rightly um, not worried that's not the word but we need to play it carefully we should be cautious right the, the, the key thing they always say is you need to win your home games, right? So there are two home games out the next four, Falkirk and Alloa. I think Falkirk are a team that I see that will only get stronger over the next month. Let's be honest, they throw money at things. Look at Lee Griffiths last year. Now, it didn't make the blindness but a difference, but still throw money at things. And McGlynn seems like a far more competent manager. So I think facing them on Saturday could be a good time for us at home. Because, yeah, they've tightened up in midfield and defence, but they don't seem to have it just right and they're a bit toothless up front. So that, with us having such a tight defence, could work to our advantage. It's just about, well, we put the ball in the net. Same with Alloa, a couple of weeks after that. Home game, should be winning. Connor Salmon, I mean, please don't let him find form. Suddenly, I can't see it, but um, you never know. I think the two away games are tricky, right? So Queen of the South... Their fans are going to demand more of them. I would love them just to do a Falkirk, right? And, and assume this league's going to be easier. But they have results in them. They still do have some good players in their team. And same with Dunfermline. Dunfermline's the one I probably worry about the most. Um, never been an easy ground to go to. They'll have a big crowd behind them. You know, will that get to some of the players, the young guys? You just don't know. I think... Seven points or more, I'd be comfortable. You know, two wins, a draw, 
and potentially a loss in there. I think that is a realistic expectation of what we could get. Some people may be not happy with that. I'd be like that. Well, that'll do. Anything above seven, I'd be really happy. Um, especially if it was, you know, two wins, two draws, because then that way, these four, these teams, the other teams that I think we're going to be up competing with us um, pretty much. So it would be good to try and nullify them all at the start, but I can see he's losing one of them. Yeah, it's not that optimistic after all, is it? No, Maybe it's no, just no, because no. Barry stole my thunder. I'm trying to balance it out. But. <laughs> you were happy with 12 players. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling quite positive, but I think if somebody put up the stat, is that 21 games unbeaten now? Well, we, we have got that um, kind of momentum to carry forward from, from last year. We've not had a massive turnaround in squad. I think for years we would have looked at Montrose and being impressed by how they kept the, the bulk of their squad together and were well coached and uh, and were solid. And hopefully that can be us over these early games. Uh, and if I don't I mean couldn't have said losing 4-1 at home to Clyde could just be a freak result, but hopefully it's a sign that they're going to go off to a sticky start. Uh, Falkirk were full of hope, but only drew nothing each with Montrose, um, so it might not be a bad time to play them. It'd be great if we can keep them beating run going through all those games, and whether that's, even if that's three draws, uh, it's still a solid start, and a much it would be a better start than what we made last year. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, two, two other things where they would chip in quickly. I've got a, a mate who's a Clyde fan, and he said that's one of the best away performances he's ever seen from a Clyde team. Now, we didn't see, because Queen of the South were poor, which no doubt they, they, they probably were, including the South Rise, but he said Clyde were great. So maybe, just maybe, Clyde have actually clicked, and maybe they're going to be a banana skin again. So that's one thing that I would consider. Second thing, which is a positive is, there's not been a game yet this season where we haven't looked like we should have scored more than we had. That's a positive. There's been there teams gone by where we've screwed the result or got beat and we've looked and thought, I can't see where the goals are coming from. I can't say that about this team. Yes, I want us to be more clinical, but we've got goals in us. We are creating a, a barrel load of chances. And as long as we can keep doing that in these next four games, then we do give ourselves a good shout to win them all. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's maybe a point to, to, to finish on. So, so it's come up a couple of times there that uh, there is a worry about goals. So I get uh, on numbers last year. I mean, Gallagher, let's not forget, he's a, he's a part-time player in the squad. I think he, he's an asset to have and it's great that they've kept him. Smith took, took a bit of time to get going last year, but once he did, he was pretty consistent in the run-in. So it's great to see him having scored on Saturday with a goal, which looked like uh, many did in the, the run-in, that kind of cutting in and, and finding the bottom corner with a, with a finish. Uh, we need to just see whether Sal can find the shooting boots and the other guys that they've brought in can score as well. But do do, you, do we have a concern about goals? Uh, are we going to be relying on Deveni to keep popping up with them? Or can somebody have an Alan Russell, uh, who, who's, who's my, my two, Alan Russell, Andy Ryan type season and just come out and, and fire us to, to the league? I think Cal Smith will be that guy. I honestly think he's his breakout. That was his breakout season. He's not scored that amount of goals before for any of his clubs. Um, yeah, it, we know he's got it in him to, to miss hit or blast over the bar. But if he can just get that little bit of consistency on his play, he's absolutely rapid. He's jet propelled. And I think he will give any defence in this league problems. Um, you've got a lot of guys in this league who are probably quite cumbersome in their roles at centre-half. And if we can get the ball in the deck, even just playing over the top, you see what happened on Saturday. Um, the ball came in and the defender cleared it. It bounced off Callum Smith and then it was gone. And the guy was then trying his best to get back um, and just couldn't catch him. So I, I think that he could be the guy. Gabby, I think, can score goals. I think he just needs to get one to get himself off and, off and running. His work rate is great, though, Miguel. I mean, he doesn't stop running um, and doesn't stop working hard for the team. And then you need to just look at Sal and, and Gal and obviously Lewis Jameson, who could score goals as well. So I, I, I think in terms of the five of them, for me, it's it's Smith. He's the one that's going to, that's going to score the goals for us. Um, but there's other guys that could also score on the team. Quite pleased. Yeah, I think it's 
I'm not too worried about it. I think it's been touched on. I think now that Smith's up and running, I think um, once Gabby gets his goal, which they will do, and, you know, I, I think um, once we're up and running, it'll be absolutely fine. I don't want to hit the panic button, you know, one league game into the season that we're never going to score any goals. You know, I think they've proven, you know, that they can. And in some cases, proven, you know, over two or three seasons that they can. You know, Gal is an absolute handful. Gabby is an absolute handful. And as Barry touched on, you know, Smithy's pace is just, you know, when he, when he just, you get the ball through to him or say over the top and he can just run at defenders, you know, especially some of the big kind of slower defenders now. Like he causes them all sorts of problems. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm not concerned. I'm not hitting the, the panic button about it, about it yet. Well, that's me again on the next one. <laughs> you know, I've just as a thought of something, another positive to come out of it, but Saturday, and I'm sure you'll agree, we chucked in a ton of crosses on Saturday and got in the end of a lot of them. And that's something the other team haven't done in a while, right? Watson's goal was an absolute banging header. Devaney has scored a header from a cross. He brings height. So it's not even going to just be about the strikers. Um, McCabe, three kicks. Devaney will chip in. Frizz will chip in. Watson will chip in. I'm imagining Ballantyne will want to get up there. So well, maybe with this team don't need to rely on the strikers, right? But there could be goals all across the team. But what was definitely positive, as I say, we chucked a lot of reasonably good crosses in and got on the end of a lot of them. And I said to Barry, is it just me or does our team look taller all of a sudden, right? Because I kind of felt against St Mirren we were quite real looking, right? But we we were putting ourselves about and, and really making good efforts. Gabby, right? I mean, Gabby deserved a goal. It was a, far, a fantastic save from their keeper, right? Gabby didn't do anything wrong. Powerful header going to the top corner. And another day, that's another brilliant goal from a corner. So, you know what? It is, it is looking bright. It is looking very positive. And I don't think we will need to rely on just the strikers to get goals. I think other players are going to chip in. And can I also just show you my appreciation for not having 11 men back defending their corners as well? That was a, a breath oh, of fresh air, which I enjoyed. It has made me laugh how many Airdrie fans have been jumping on Wraith Rovers' social media posts, <laughs> including offering Ian Murray a job at the kiosks when they come back, which, uh, yeah, uh, I'm actually, I kind of want to see them do quite well, but there you go, that's, that's football mm. for you. Barry, you're shaking your head. You're, you've got no time for it. Dead to me. Oh, no, he was, he, was, he, he was working his ticket before the playoff games, I'm convinced it, and I hope he fails. And on that note, let's wrap up. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the game on Saturday and we'll speak soon. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. No more sorrow.